Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When it comes to the world of soccer, we've got you covered. This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight with Jason Longshore. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome in to another Atlanta Soccer Tonight special. My name's Jason Longshore and joining me right now, Matt Pollard, an expert on the Colorado Rapids. And I feel like, Matt, your your work is everywhere. So tell everybody where they can find all of your work right now. Yeah, well, first of all, Jason, we're, uh, thank you for having me on the, on the show again. Uh, I should start off by saying uh, we're talking an audio medium. So if you want to hear me on holding the high line with Rabbi in Red, that'll probably be dropping Tuesday morning. Probably the sun will be up by the time it's out uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. So you can hear me on the podcast holding the high line with Rabbi in Red. Primarily, my Rapids content right now is at burgundywave.com, uh, one of the former SB Nation sites that has continued and is independent and a wonderful component to our Rapids community. And then my general MLS, USMNT, other content you can find at Last Word on Soccer. So um, I am here, there, in every way where in ways that unfortunately Jack Price will not be at the Benz on Wednesday. Yeah, um, let's let's get caught up on what happened over the weekend first. So uh, what is the state of the Colorado Rapids after the loss to Philadelphia? Uh, the Rapids are in flux. You know, it was, um, you know, the bad start to the year. First of all, Jason, lots of injuries, injuries in and out, short term injuries, long term injuries that have hurt the club's depth. And it feel like there were good vibes going into this Philadelphia game, you know, nine games unbeaten in all competitions. They had beaten the two bad teams in the Western conference. So you think, okay, you beat the teams below you. That's how you get more teams to be below you. And then, you know, two really good results in the open cup, obviously uh, against lower level opposition, which uh, if you look historically uh, listeners going back to, you know, pre Atlanta United, the Colorado Rapids are one of the most cup set teams in MLS. They are, if you pick, if you want to pick, a random uh, MLS original team to be railhawked the first week in <laughs> Open Cup for MLS teams pick the Colorado Rapids. So winning the Platte River Derby, downing a you know a finalist from last year and a really good USL team in Sacramento, and then I mean Jason, we all knew the draft was rigged because they wanted El Trafico, but I'm not complaining because two Rocky Mountain Cups at DSG in one week is fine, and so this was feeling like it was good vibes, but. So much of the framing around the unbeaten streak was a matter of, is this a mostly winless streak with some wins against lesser opposition to lower division teams? Galaxy bad until last night, maybe last night right. was mixed for me. And then sporting Kansas city who were in crisis prior to two weeks ago when they got two wins, or was this the start of them really turning things around? And I thought Philly was the start of what's going to be a tough stress for the Rapids and really a good measuring stick in terms of where they were. I thought they failed in terms of performance. I think they clearly lost their composure. And while I think it was a competitive and balanced game between the boxes, I think Philly executed in ways that the Rapids did not. Um, and, 
you know, it's it's still a frustrating period. You've got Atlanta, um, you know, this coming Wednesday. You've got two Rocky Mountain Cup games as well. You're playing both of the Ohio teams who are off to a really good stretch. And I think now it's where the difficult schedule comes. And at some point, all of these feel-good draws or good performances that lead to draws on the road are fine when you take care of business at home. I know this isn't relevant to this conversation as well, but the Rapids have not been a good home team. I'd still take a 1-1 or a 0-0 draw on Wednesday as well. But if that's followed up by a 3-0 loss to RSL, this season isn't going very far. What is the explanation in your mind for the difference in home and road form? Because it's really hard to do what Colorado's done this season and have a better road record than home record. I wish I knew, and I wish Robin Frazier knew as well. He was asked about this, and I, I'm going to assume this is a family-friendly podcast, uh, Jason, <laughs> but uh, Robin Frazier responded, it's a mind Mm. So um, I don't know that he knows the answer to it. You know, I think that, um, you know, I, I think they've come up against some maybe not necessarily good teams, but some good road teams. Sporting Kansas City is always a tough out for the Rapids. I know that home opener feels a million years ago as well. Um, Minnesota United got off to a really good start in the road. I think their first, don't quote me on this, I think their first three wins of league play this season were all on the road. So that looked to be a you know a good result in hindsight. Um, <clears throat> maybe not so now. And, you know, Philadelphia Union, for as much as we want to say about them being out of their two cup competitions and having a little bit of a CCL hangover, um, um, I think, you know, the the win that they got on the weekend was pretty decent. But, you know, the weather hasn't been great. It's a new field at DSG that was replaced, um, I think, last September. I'd have to check my notes on that. Um, but just the the Rapids have had good spells against road teams, but that hasn't necessarily come off in terms of them getting results as well. You know, Berkey stands on his head in the first half against St. Louis a couple weeks ago. They needed to be up 1-0 at that point. The Rapids have not cashed in at times on their really big opportunities or their, you know, five to 15 minute periods where they're playing well and should deserve a goal at that point. And typically the road team has responded better after a goal is scored, regardless of who scores that goal. Philly responds immediately after the Rapids get that goal. I thought Philly was the better team in the second half and Philly saw out the game after going up to one. Similarly, I thought St. Louis responded really well from the goals that were scored as well. So the Rapids don't do a good job of maintaining that pressure when they are at home and they should be getting a goal and they don't do a good job of responding when there are game state changes as well. Tell me a little bit about Connor Ronan, uh, maybe the best player of the season for Colorado. Um, I think there's an argument for Andreas Maxu, who's been really good, and William Yarbrough's been good in goal, but um, fantastic for me, Jason. I think it took about, I think this was a little bit of a vibe signing where you're thinking, okay, Jack Price probably knows him from Wolves and everything. The club's probably scouted him, and a guy who was a decent championship player had some really good loan spells in a couple of different leagues when he was at Wolves, but just he wasn't going to get into the Premier League team, regardless of the fact that, you know, Wolves had a relegation scare last season. Had they gone down, I think there's a conversation as Ronan starting for them in the midfield in the championship next season but you know he came in and within two games I was convinced that he was excellent really good on the ball um, despite being similar to Jack Price kind of small a little bit of a bulldog in there he's got a physical component to them and he's just really mobile in that midfield he is the all-around balanced midfielder that the Rapids have really wanted with the exception of the fact that he doesn't get a couple of rage yellow cards he's eerily similar to what 
uh, Kellen Acosta was for this team that was so fantastic in 2021. <clears throat> and so I think the I think the hope was is that he comes in, plays next to Jack Price, then Cole Bassett, obviously coming back to the club, and the midfield's as good as it was in 2021. Price goes down, and I think that was a big disappointment for the club. I think Rapids fans are really grateful that they have Connor Ronan because he stepped in and really done that role. And I think they've they've added a couple pieces as well. I still think Ralph Prezo is a little bit of a project coming over from last season in the trade with Mark Anthony Kay. Ryan Acosta, we know what he's in in MLS. He's good at two really good things and limited in other ways as well. And then you look at the acquisition of Danny Lave on loan. They've got Connor Ronan is one lock, you know, rock that you have in the midfield as well. And then you've got a bunch of other pieces that can do things well. And Robin Frazier loves to tinker when there's certain tactical advantages or certain things that he wants to prioritize as well. I think it's really now about just figuring out who fits into what roles and who can elevate themselves. If there's another good third piece in there, I think the midfield can be okay in the long term. I have other concerns elsewhere on the pitch for the Rapids right now and for the rest of the season. What are those concerns? Um, the attack, um, you know, they've, you know, they've scored, a, they've had a couple of good sequences scoring goals, but again, against either lower division teams or against teams that I do not think are defensively good. They've really yet to have a good game where they break down an opponent defensively, a good defensive opponent. I would say Philadelphia is a very good defensive team. Um, I do have some questions, Jason, about what's going on in goal for Atlanta with um, Brad, not yes, with Brad Guzan out, but we know Miles Robinson is fantastic. Brooks Lennon has been on my fantasy team pretty much every single week as well. That's a good selection this year. Yes, the um, the Rapids don't do a good job with good defensive teams consistently disorganizing them, and I still think they're just too much Diego Rubio um, dependent. Rubio's fantastic. Uh, he should have been an all-star last year. Uh, he set a, um, a record for goal contributions for the Rapids last season on what was otherwise a disappointing season, and so much of the attack, particularly when they're in that counter-attacking base, which has been Frazier's preferred approach to road games, I imagine it'll probably be more of a 5-2-3 or a 5-3-2 on Wednesday than it was the attacking 3-4-3 against Philly on Saturday. And in their their long stretches where the attack is basically win the ball back, get the ball to Diego Rubio, and then he has to ping a perfect ball to a Michael Barrios to Jonathan Lewis. And that's just not a consistent recipe for success. I think they have to find other ways of breaking teams down. They have to find other ways of playing on the front foot against opposition, both at home and on the road. And one of those other players has to score. You know, it's great that Jonathan Lewis was scoring goals in the Open Cup. We know Michael Barrios is mostly a super sub. That's totally fine fine for me personally and Kevin Cabral continues to do better on the eye test in many other ways as well but he's also getting opportunities that he's unfortunately just not converting as much as you would want given the price tag that came with him and the fact that he's the DP striker for the Rapids you brought up goalkeeper and with Atlanta yeah it is a little bit of an issue at the moment with Brad Guzan coming back from injuries actually way ahead of schedule but I don't think he's going to factor in on Wednesday uh, Quentin Westberg, likely the guy. Claymont Diop has played as well. You haven't had that issue in Colorado, and it feels like the Rapids have one of the more underrated goalkeepers in MLS and William Yarborough. 
William Arbrough is back to what he was in 2021. He's been a fantastic shot stopper. He's been wearing the armband with uh, Jack Price out, and he's a real leader defensively. I don't know what it was like for you, Jason, in the larger cavernous stadium that is Mercedes-Benz, but 2020 for media availability that we had in a stadium you know, that had a total of 100 people, 22 of whom were on the field and another 30 of whom were on the bench for each team, the loudest three players on the in those Rapids games regularly were Danny Wilson, Jack Price, and William Yarbrough in any given order. And usually Robin Frazier was top seven as well. So you're talking three <laughs> players louder than any of the other opposing players as well. And the head coach being louder than several of the other louder voices you would have had for Atlanta United. And that's really where I think I was able to see and fully appreciate what Will does that I think if you look at the metrics that people care about with goalkeepers and then in particular that debate that was had about him versus Matt Turner for goalkeeper of the year in 2021, Matt Turner is a fantastic shot stopper. He's the starter for the U.S. national team. Uh, I think he saves a few of those chances against Brighton for Arsenal the other night. Mm -hmm. And But you know what Will does to organize this team defensively to prevent fires and prevent embers from spreading metaphorically is such a big deal for this Rapids defense. And especially especially with Jack Price out, who is that other, not firefighter, but fire preventer more so, is just so fantastic. And what he has done, particularly in difficult games where he has to organize a defense that's missing a piece. When Maxu was out for a couple of games with a uh, with a concussion, Lawless Abubakar, who's maybe not his same energetic self when he was fasting during Ramadan as well. What he's done is great, and I think there's a lot of times it's really easy for people outside the media to look at where the Rapids are on the table, look at the number of goals against, and say, William Yarbrough's poor. The, the Rapids are a much worse team last season without William Yarborough, and certainly he is a big part of why they are staying afloat right now so far in this early season. So in your mind, for Colorado to come to Atlanta and kickstart another uh, unbeaten streak, what has to go well for Colorado? I think they cannot make any mistakes defensively. That is where that's something that we've seen really punished. It's not like a big flub, like Danny Wilson passes the ball, uh, you know, immediately to you know Almeida or anything like that, but. Um, you know, I think that the the typical goal that the Rapids concede are a series of really small mistakes that on their own would be innocuous that collectively lead to a really big opportunity for a good attacking player who is able to convert them. So one of the fullbacks, both of whom are relatively attacking, you know, Keegan Rosenberry's got a groin knock right now. So, um, you know, looking at potentially Anthony Markanich in his second year with the team and who knows what's going on at the right back, right wing back position if it's not Sam Nicholson. Um, so one of those happening, somebody making a mistake in midfield, usually not Connor Ronan. And then one of the center backs just leaving a yard or two of too much space for somebody else and Yarbrough not making a really big save. If you go back to, I would say the Philly counterattack goal was a really good example of that, where the fullback was further up. Nobody picked up Mbizo, who's much faster than Danny Wilson, but Wilson doesn't close him down quite quick enough. Midfielders other than Ronan don't get back quick enough to see, I think it was Carranza who was the late run as well and then a perfectly you know pinpoint um you know shot that was going to beat William Yarbrough so those are the things that I'm concerned about more so than you know a, a goal of the year candidate on a set piece as well though I think the Rapids will be very particular about where they're fouling certain number 10s for Atlanta on Wednesday yeah that's definitely something Atlanta has been able to exploit that and also just set pieces in general this is a team that has scored the most goals in the league off of set pieces and their only goal over the weekend against Charlotte was off a corner 
We'll yeah, I think, like. um, yeah, no, I think that's a good shout. And I know, Jason, at least in the Western Conference, the Rapids historically are considered, you know, set-piece gurus. And that's been a little bit slow coming out. You know, obviously, Jack Price being a little hurt to start the season and then immediately going out with an Achilles injury when he was one of the best dead ball specialists for the team historically was certainly a disappointment. Ronan's been in there. His service has been decent, not super great. They did get their first set beast goal in league play um, against the LA Galaxy. Also, Bubakar scored that one, and they've scored set pieces in the Open Cup as well. So that's something they're trying to improve upon. While I think they started equally poor in set piece attacking and defending to start the year, the defense has gotten much better. Andreas Makshu has been absolutely fantastic in the air. William Yarborough owns his box. I would be more concerned about a direct free kick from Atlanta on Wednesday than I would a corner. Got it. Matt, thank you so much for the time. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be talking after Wednesday's match. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. Uh, you know, listeners enjoy the match. And for what it's worth, I think Atlanta's off to a much better state from where they were last year. Garth Loggerway, I would absolutely trust him. And even if there's some big sales coming in this summer, he's the GM I would trust for them to recruit properly. Atlanta's a playoff team for me. I think there's an outside shot. They get a, a home playoff game. MLS is absolutely better when Atlanta United is competitive and relevant nationally and internationally. Um, and it's great for me to see as someone who's getting to watch those games, uh, you know, on 530 before the Rapids come on. <laughs> to see what Atlanta's doing. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.